Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that your girl is on Patreon. What else is going on podcast, aka Wego, W-E-I-G-O, is on Patreon. So if you feel so inclined and want to support your girl that way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Wego podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wego podcast, W-E-I-G-O podcast. Now, if you don't want to be on a monthly recurring thing, I totally understand that. But if you want to support, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Wego, W-E-I-G-O. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. Because you know, a girl be trying to put in some work and a coffee could help me stay awake. So those are your two options. And if you don't want to do either of those things, if you could rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, I would love that. Now, on to the episode. And the following podcast is a CJ Media Production. Welcome to the What Else Is Going On podcast, the intersection where pop culture life and real life meet up. Get ready to deep dive into all things reality TV and the dichotomy of loving the game, but not necessarily the players when they start to reflect real-life issues like deep-seated discrimination and a world rooted in racism. Feeling conflicted because I love... Clip! 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 And I also have to chant, Black Lives Matter. Buckle your seatbelts and brace yourselves because my foot is off the brake and this intersection gets busy. So come along for the ride so we can see what else is going on. know that you're probably on the same page as me that's so I'm going to well first of all listeners I like to just talk a little bit but jump in so listeners <laughs> could just kind of feel like they're um overhearing a conversation that we just happen to be talking about everything sure. they like why not so uh listeners I have the beautiful Danielle from Brands by Bravo <laughs> on and if I don't think she would mind, but I want to share how we connect it because yes, yes, absolutely. There's so, and, and I know you probably feel the same through our conversation. Everyone is talking about, we need conversation. Everyone needs to have conversation, but nobody, it's like, we're having conversation that, you know, George Floyd was murdered. Brianna Taylor was murdered. Ahmaud Aubrey was murdered. We all, agree, we're having conversations around things that we all agree on. We all agree racism is bad. Yes. So, but we're not, I feel like some people don't want to have conversations like, Hey, I don't understand why you're doing this, or I don't understand why you feel that way. So mm-hmm. um, for you listeners, Danielle is amazing. And she taught me such a uh, valuable lesson I did. And, you taught me something. Uh, <laughs> so let me it goes tell you, both ways. <laughs> I read our DMs to my husband, to my mom, to my friends. I was like, you did. she <laughs> is amazing because I felt like we both approached it from uh, sides. For me, I used to work in an office and my vice president would frequently tell me, everything you say and your observations are right, but your approach is basically trash. So <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Okay, because in my mind, 
right is right. And if you have facts about something, it doesn't matter how you present it. But as you mature, you learn pre presentation does matter because yes, you definitely. You know, so guys, I was scrolling through Instagram one morning and I had posted a video of Andy Cohen's response to Kelly Dodds. <laughs> Uh, well, not even his response to her, but when she put out the video of her talking to her plastic surgeon about COVID and the mask, and I just screen grabbed of the video he did, and I'm like, I wish his response was better. So I see, I'm going through, and it's just randomly that I saw yours. It <laughs> said, like, um, Brands by Bravo, orange, like, and I saw your color orange, and others liked your photo. So I was like, Brands by Bravo, that's cute. I've never saw that. Let me go. And I'm like, oh my God, I love the account. And then you don't know if it's a woman, a man, or... or Secretive. <laughs> yes. So I go and I see she had a beautiful tribute to Ahmaud Aubrey, Breonna Taylor. Because uh, it was Lives the day that um, yes. the court case came out for Breonna Taylor. That's yes. Like, no, that's I've been posting the whole time, but just to, that was but, my, that particular day I posted what I did. And that's an important piece. I'm glad that you said that because that's an important piece. So I'm looking and I, my first thing was my heart just was like full because this person, whoever is behind this account, clearly supports the Black Lives Matter movement, whether they're Black or not. And I scroll through and I see this person's uh, supportive. And then I go back to the post and there were no comments on it. And the ironic thing is, two days prior, me never having talked to Danielle, met Danielle, Danielle not having met me, saw my account. I posted a thing that said, I, it's hard for me to have respect for Bravo celebrities slash celebrities who post about Black Lives Matter and turn their comments off, but their comments on about everything else. That was two days prior. So looking back now, I see the lens that I saw it through. Yes. I was still thinking about <laughs> Which that. It's always so important how you see things through. Yes, and to know how you see things because you may need to change, may need to recognize I'm sitting in a seat of uncomfort or vulnerability or pain, so I need to approach this differently. So I was, and I can be transparent because I, I feel like I know Danielle. We've been like messaging <laughs> and everything. So I was, my washing machine broke in my home. My dryer still works, but I told my, my husband's like, let me get you another one. And I was like, no, I like going to the laundromat only because I get everything done at once at home. I would wash one load. You forget, whatever. So I saw your post and I stomped my foot. Don't laugh. I was like, why? See, this is what I'm talking about. And, and whoever was at the laundromat probably like saw me because I wasn't saying the words out loud, but I was mouthing like she's having a fit or a moment. So I took a deep breath and I said, I really want to know why um, the comments aren't on, and I saw you had your name, Danielle. So I was like, great, perfect. So this is the DM that I wrote to Danielle at 10, 11 a.m. in the morning while she's minding her business. <laughs> <laughs> Think like saying, hey, I'm upset about Brianna Taylor, and here comes Taria. No, <laughs> no. I <laughs> so I said, hi, Danielle. I noticed your Black Lives Matter fist that you had done on your post for Brianna Taylor. It is beautiful. I also noticed you had the comments turned off on that particular post, not the rest of the post. I wanted to ask why. I know other people who don't agree with Black Lives Matter could possibly comment or DM you things, and quite possibly you don't want to deal with that. But I hope you understand that the same person you did a fist for and believe deserves justice is a black woman who probably had to deal with the real life comments about her skin color, comments that she couldn't turn off. I know because I've dealt with them my entire life 
as a lot of black people. I truly believe that to be an ally is to take what comes with standing up, speaking up and standing beside a community that has long been screaming for equality while living with real life comments, not being able to mute them. So I was going along and I was like, I feel better. Elegant DM I have ever gotten in my life. (laughs) Normally it's just like, I hate this person too, or, you know, proper related things. Thank you. I am so beautifully written what you wrote. I wanted you to feel my heart and where I was coming from. And even if that included not knowing why in that moment, a little bit of like pain or whatever, just, I wanted you to feel it. Mm -hmm. So I had left the laundromat and I'm driving and I see your, like the notification. And I was like, (gasps) okay. So guys, this, what you sent me and I'm going to read was so, I felt your, you, you in that moment. And I was like, I get it. And it totally made me see things differently when I see something like that. Mm-hmm. So you wrote, thank you so much for your input. I felt I did that because to me, it wasn't up for discussion if justice was served or not. And I know the trolls will be out. I wanted it to be a post of support and only support. I get so disheartened. When I see, side note, I didn't ask if it was okay. I can read everything. Like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Like yeah. reading along, like, oh, <laughs> no, you're like, you wait a minute. <laughs> so she said, I just wanted it to be a post of support and not a place for arguments. I will admit, it was more it it was more for my own mental health, which has really been struggling. I don't think I had it in me. I actually wanted to just have comments on for people who follow me, but I couldn't figure out how to do that. Thank you for your message. It is not your job to educate me, but you did make me see it from another point of view. And that exchange changed how I like if I were to see a post like that because and I think because you see the Lawrence from Utah who sometimes I feel like appropriate the culture and you're, she's so vocal and so loud normally. But when it came to that, it was like all comments off. I'm barely, I was barely too big or saying anything. So when, when you responded, I felt you in that moment. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I get it. Like, that's like me blocking someone because they're going back and forth with me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's not up for debate. I'm not upset. I'm not angry. This is how I stand. And that's it. And I, yeah. when I, I actually told my mom just this morning mm-hmm. when I told her what I was at and she, I told her your response and she said, that is so good. Like, that's good. I get it. So I thank you. Number one, for being re- receptive. You didn't have to respond back at all, whether my DM was nice or not nice or whatever. I thank you for responding and for being so open because I truly feel like I found a friend because then we realized <laughs> we had so much in common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, you know, since uh, for a long time, I've been an advocate and ally mm-hmm. and it's, it's in my profile. I have BLM, yes. I have LGBTQ+. Yep. And so I felt you can't just have it there. I need to show support in another way. But at the same time, I really didn't want to start a conversation of people arguing and saying, no, she got much into there or any yes. nonsense yes. because I just don't have time for, not even that right. time for that, but just, it's not, it's not a discussion yes. because justice wasn't served. And I do, I read comments all the time that people leave, even to bring it back to Bravo, even yesterday, someone posted the Wendy Williams and Cynthia about her wedding. Yes. And I could not believe how many people were against Wendy Williams and being like, people are adults. They should go to 250 person weddings. It's fine. It's not a big deal. And I was getting so mad reading this <laughs> because I'm like, 
what are these people talking about? I'm like, no one should be going to this wedding. She shouldn't be allowed to be having this wedding. Like all I could think of all of my friends who had to cancel their weddings. Yes. I just went to a micro wedding the other day for like 20 people because that was all they could have. And then I was shocked. So those are sometimes the discussions that I just don't want to get going on my page. But I also totally understood your side of it. And, And also I feel as an ally too, like, um, you're, you can maybe tell by my name, my voice, whatever. I am white. <laughs> and it's not always my place to be the champion and the speaker in these things more to just like show support. And that was just what I was trying to do, but I okay. love your, your take on it. And it's when you said you talked to your family about it. I told my husband about Did it. Did you? I oh was my like, God. look at this productive conversation. Like on the <laughs> internet, this is why Instagram can be so amazing because you can make these connections and, I personally love my whole thing always, I always feel like to call yourself liberal, you have to be open to seeing other people's sides. Yes. So I would never shut a person down or even, you know, it's not worth it to me to keep something up that someone might find offensive. Yes. Like I'm not going to tell someone their feelings are invalid and be like, you're wrong. It's not offensive. And then leave it. Right. Well, and that's how I felt because when you said about the mental health, like I told you, I'm normally, I normally say, well, not even normal. I feel like I'm a joyful person, but because of circumstances, maybe not always happy because that happens. You, um, a family member may pass away or you may lose a job or an opportunity that you want it. So of course you're not happy in those instances, but the center of you, you feel joyful. Mm -hmm. So with all of this going on and still trying to find some semblance, sometimes you like who you are. I have like children that are becoming adults and leaving the house. And then it's like, Oh, who am I? And what am I doing? And just all different things. It's like, I can see, I could feel sometimes that my own uh, sanity or like was kind of, I questioned it myself. Like there were days I'd wake up and I'd just be so sad for, and I'm like, this is not me. Why am I just, but I realized it was the effects of everything going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's, we have a civil uprising, <laughs> a presidential <laughs> election, a global pandemic. <laughs> We're working from home, not seeing friends and family as much. Everything is so different since March and definitely yes. I'm someone that I don't, I wouldn't say like struggle with my mental health often, but this has definitely been a test to it. Yes. Um, and I tried to just think of it with the comments sometimes, like this was a little while back. Um, I forget what football player, like I had said terrible things about um, Jewish people. And I'm trying to remember the football player's name, but I know the, Oh, I know, I know. I know. Oh, it's, it's I don't want to say the wrong tongue. person. Me so neither. I, I could like see, I could was see the headline. Jackson? Yes. It yes, was. I'm okay. pretty sure. I, I'm pretty, pretty sure because I know his name because he used to be on the Eagles. I'm, I'm going to look it yes, up. Yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just on Jackson. But I know how I felt reading the comments that people wrote, saying what he said was wrong. It's not that big of a deal. So I didn't want any fellow B B I P F C seeing my post and then seeing me yeah. people. It was him saying mean things. Was basically yeah. what like I was trying to protect myself and hopefully people who might also read the comments so that it doesn't upset them. Cause even now when people leave me in comments, most of the time I just delete it. <laughs> That's what well, it's, it's funny because I just I, don't want people like, to see it and think that th- those are okay things 
to say. To I say. And most of the time, the people who write these things don't even follow me. Like, I don't have a massive following, but <laughs> they don't follow me. So I'm like, how would you find my post? Do you even want Bravo? <laughs> Take your Trump 2020 and get out of here. And I right. just block, and that's called. I like day. that. <laughs> I, I blocked for the first time uh, since starting this this podcast and that Instagram. Uh-huh. I blocked twice because. I try to go based off of I'm willing to have conversations. So people, may, even if someone came to me and said, um, I never believed in racism, but I'm understanding. I wouldn't automatically shut down because of what they said. I'm like, totally. oh, well, let me share my experiences with you. So when you said that, as far as the mental health thing and me being able to relate, I looked at it from, just like you said, I can't tell you know, uh, BIPOC people how to feel. I can't then tell you, you're allowed to post the picture, but you must say this with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you made me recognize that. And I appreciated that post because it was like, it is not up for debate. I I can't tell you how much that shifted my thinking towards a lot of things. Because again, Mm -hmm. we see things from where we're sitting. So now I try to give the not necessarily the benefit of the doubt, but to see where the person's coming from, unless of course it's blatant racism, then you're like, I don't see a side. Sorry, just don't, not even sorry, just don't. There's no side to that. Right, period. So you, you, you and I continued to talk like all through that day and I was so grateful. I literally, when my husband came home, sat on the couch, told him and I was like, I have a new friend and guess what? And then I talked about the area that we both grew up. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and, and I'm appreciative that out of this community, real friendships can happen. The, um, the gentleman I had on right before you, his name is Kendrick, and he's from Me and You, Housewives and Marvel 2 podcast. So he talks Housewives and Marvel. Oh, I'm obs- I love I love the Marvel and Are the Housewives combo. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Yeah, I've been talking to that account too all the time. That's, okay, so he I saw what they made that and I was like, you combined my two favorite <laughs> things to one. <laughs> and he's, he's awesome. So I was telling him like, I know a couple that was online dating. They talked a couple times online, met in person, and that was it for them. And they've been married for years. And I said, why can't friendships happen the same way? So I'm grateful to all of these Instagram accounts and all these people. And then the the people that I'm actually friends with, what I consider friends and built friendships offline, you Mm -hmm. know? So I I really appreciate you. I so appreciate you. Thank you. Making me blush. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I will say, so it's a, it's just, just reminds me of something. And I know, I think I heard in one of your other podcasts, you called her, uh, name redacted Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I got that from? Bravo while black. And yes, I kept going, I know. redacted. They write that. Yeah. Cause they'll get me. So I'm like redacted, redacted. They know I call them my little cousins. <laughs> but an interesting thing. And part of where my education and knowledge comes from. So I work in higher ed. And when she did her interview, um, recently on, uh, Tamara. Yes. Tamara. Yes, Hall. I yep. forgot yes. forgetting the name on her show. She talked about having a diversity coach. And so many people were like shocked by this and thought this was like so weird and so horrible. But I work in an education space. We do diversity training all the time. Like it is very normal in a workspace to have diversity training, to have this available. And it's definitely helped in my education working in a college, working in a very diverse college. Um, And so I thought that was so interesting. I didn't think it was weird. And it actually made me sad 
that the production company and Bravo themselves don't do diversity training right. for their employees, cast members, producers, cameramen, like in my little education bubble, I'm like, everyone does this. There's an entire office at my college huh. called Ideal that puts on um, diversity training. And my husband always makes a joke, I'm safe zone certified. I had to go through like a six hour training course and I have this like <laughs> little flag on my door and says I'm safe zone certified, meaning like I went through training on how to speak on things. Wow. LGBT issues to race issues to mental health issues. So like, Okay. I thought it was normal. And then all these people were like, that's so weird. And I was like, oh, is it? I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> you went, but okay. So what you just said now, I can relate to it because jobs do have diversity training. And yeah. I think I looked at, I would have never correlated that because I, when, when you hear, when I hear job diversity and training and having worked in an office and all of that, for some reason, I just think of it as diversity training, someone comes in and it's an office full of people or they're, they're training HR a lot of, mm -hmm. never even thinking of a, of a coach for one person, because I guess I always felt like, I used to always say, why do we even need diversity training? Everyone should know how to treat people. But so then to think of it as a one-on-one, -on -one, my mind was like, you don't know how to treat people, but you just literally make made it make sense like uh -huh. duh. I mean I've never heard of one-on-one -on -one, like going out and hiring a coach but I imagine that is a thing especially someone who's in a scandal related to that that I'm, yeah. there's probably someone to do that um, but you, but you know what with diversity training I guess I've never been in one where they say black people have went through slavery for 400 years so this is why you don't say X, <laughs> Y, and Z. so when she said what she was learning I was like eh, okay like, you didn't go what school did you, did you go, go to right I mean I know actually because I mean I will say before all of this I Vanderpump is my favorite show I watched too I listened I to her I listened to the podcast. I was a I follower. always followed, loved her. And it's, I've had a hard time coming to grips with like, we're done with this. Because I look yes. at her, I look at them as two different people. They're a person yeah. and they're a character on a TV show. And from a TV show, I feel robbed of a wedding, of watching babies, like I, all the things that I spent nine years. Like, I, you know. You're vested. You're vested. vested. It's like you so put all that into difficult. a 401k and you're not getting it back. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's very difficult to separate the two but I think that happens with anyone yeah with cancel culture when it's someone that you like and who you decide is canceled and who's not canceled and what level of cancellation that needs to be happening it's right very, it's very complex and it's not it's Easy. an individual person's feeling on it yes and that's I, I felt like so do you believe okay so then you led into a good question <laughs> do you believe in cancel culture and if you do do you believe people cancel themselves or do you believe that people do bad things and then you have your Twitter's fear and your Instagram's fear and your Facebook's fear that cancel people? Okay. So I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I, guys, she's very smart. <laughs> so I think there's a few things when you start with the cancel. Okay. Did they do something or did they say something? Take like, um, What's his name from House of... I'm blanking everyone's name. From uh, House of Cards. Kevin Spacey. Oh, Spacey. Okay. okay. Sexual assault. You're done. Like, murder, sexual assault. Like, you physically okay. harm someone, did something. That okay. to me. Versus words are a bit different. And then, okay. depending on the words, and then I look at that, like, um, Kevin Hart 
his situation yes. 10 years okay. ago, tweeted things, but it's so hard when we look through things from 10 years ago with 2020 eyes. Even looking something from a year ago, you're looking at it at a different perspective from what it was done and how people, t- and I'm not saying these things are okay 10 years ago, but there was more allowance for it. Yes. So, but you know what? Can I just can I just interject? That's a good point. Even though this example is different than that, but you said twenty twenty eyes. How many times have you caught yourself watching one of these shows? Going, I can't believe they're all getting together. Oh wait, there was no COVID then. Yes. So looking through things with twenty twenty eyes. So yeah, it's very different, and so that makes. It has an impact on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, something I watched that really opened my eyes to cancel culture um, was the Rachel Dolezal documentary on Netflix. <laughs> I saw that. Okay, yes. because her whole life was ruined and canceled. And I'm not saying it shouldn't have been, mm-hmm. but the fact that people were like still harassing her at her home, she couldn't get a job, she couldn't feed her kids. There's a level of like, we've gone too far because people still are a lot, like unless you want them to go kill themselves like they have to eat like people were talking about sassy bringing her podcast back and i'm like great if people want to listen that's their decision i'm not gonna listen but she has to work she has to make a living what do you want her to go go do so it's it's a fine line of yeah i agree she should have been fired like take that platform away right but if she's self-employed or someone wants to employ her i don't know what you can Yes. You to to stop to that. Stop that. <laughs> I, I, I agree because like with the Rachel Dolezal thing, I felt that too when I watched it. I felt like what, what you did was absolutely like, why would you do that? But at the same time, like you said, she had kids to feed. She did, you know, did all like, why can't someone, if someone chooses to hire her, I'm not going to go pick it. I'm not going to say, do you know what she's done? Because her actions caused all that. Yes. But She's not dead. Like you said, did you want her to go and kill yourself? Because honestly, that's not the end goal for that either. It's mm-hmm. really the end goal is to get you to see how your actions affected people. And as far as words, like you said, with, with Kevin Hart, you look over the tweets, even though we don't condone what they said, you can say, oh, it was 10 years ago. And we haven't seen that pattern of behavior. That's the other thing. Was it 10 years ago? And then it's never happened again. And then they resurfaced. Um, how have they acted since the scandals have broken? It's it's like an onion. It's so yes. layered. I yep. think for to go back to a Bravo person, Kelly Dodd, and all of the things happening with her, like I'm so angry. Me too. That, you know, Danielle, I was to the point with her yesterday that I was the silent angry. Like I honestly felt like not not hatred, not I'm mad, not. I felt an anger that was beyond like, I wish I could just, I, I, I don't know. It was, it was just that kind of anger where I, yeah. I couldn't, I was just like. And the mm. anger to me, I even, I reposted it. I went back on Bravo's account and I found their statement about mm. Black Lives Matter that they posted yes, and I reposted did. it. And I said, how are you going to, as a company, say you believe this and not fire her? It's so, that is that's the performative stuff that I find, you know, most, and I'm sure you do too, so yes. aggravating. And I'm yeah. like, to me, looking at like, like a Kristen who, while did a terrible offense, she did yes. one thing throughout, you know, she's, she's crazy, but like yes. it was one instance and she got fired. 
Kelly Dodd has yes. had so many, many things. And Kristen <sighs> apologized. Dodd, she just doubles down. Yeah. She goes on video and says, all lives matter. Then she just keeps posting about how yes. wrong we are and everyone's so sensitive and just keeps doubling down. And I'm like, I, that I can't. And then what about no in, remorse? No, <laughs> and fake remorse. <laughs> right. Even in the comments when she's like, here's my apology in the comments. I didn't want to, but my yeah, public, PR it's like, do are you insane? Like at this point, I, I always, I d- didn't care for her from day one. No, I, I've never liked her. I can sniff it out. I hate immediately Heather was correct. <laughs> I've never liked her on OC. Yes. I, the only thing, honestly, trying to find the, the silver lining of having to look at her on screen. It was like, okay, I liked her clothes and I liked that red lipstick she wore and like her nails, you know, just things like that. But it had gotten to the point where if it was just like her, like if she was, if it was not an all cast scene, I fast forward it. Like I couldn't even, because I felt like she felt she was invincible like this. That's the feeling. It's that I can do and say what I want and Bravo's not going to fire me. Period. I'm not okay with that. No, me neither. And I, and then to me, it's not only does it say drunk wives matter, it's the exact, like with the, with the focus <sighs> on the lies, like, and then the for logo. the friend, uh, and then the friend, she did say it was before that. It's like, you don't even really? care enough to do research. This has been around since Trayvon Martin since, what was that? 2012. Black right, Lives like, Matter didn't start in 2020 in March. Right. It's, it's not, been around for so long. So, so long. And to me, like you said, but the, even if it was in a false apology, it's like, you don't even, you're not even scared enough or care enough that, you know what, I want the people to think better of me, even if I'm not. So let me do a little research and say, you know what, I did mess up. It's been around. You don't even care, like at all, you don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like at least, not to go back to Stasi, but I just keep thinking no, that. No, that, that's fine. That she was interviewed. And I will say like, I cannot imagine as a white woman who did a racially insensitive thing, got caught, got fired, <laughs> pregnant, being interviewed by a black woman, I would be so scared. And I imagine she was to say the wrong thing. And again, not defending her, but just trying to think in her headspace because mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, oh, she didn't say good things and blah, blah, blah. Like, I would be so nervous to say the wrong, wrong thing, thing and just get vilified again. But Kelly Dodd doesn't care. She just keeps keeps going the wrong thing (laughs) but then I feel like someone like you probably would not do the interview and maybe take to your own platform and say guys I messed up I'm here to learn what just vulnerable because I think people love a comeback story a redemption story so even if she had have said and I know her publicist probably advised her not to but I started thinking I'm like okay if you, Danielle, are paying me your publicist to do X, Y, and Z for you, in everything we do, there's such swift backlash. At some point, you're going to say, I think I might be done. I want to keep you, but I'm like, I want to try something different. Yeah, you know? I agree. Like, yeah, a personal, um, you know who did a really good job of this? God, it's so insane how many scandals there are. I know, I know. <laughs> I know. So, just don't be racist. It's so easy. Like, that's <laughs> a part of it I don't feel bad for. They're like, right. I'm like, no one's going to ever find anything I did. Like I've never said the N word on Twitter in 2012. Like just don't, do, don't right. have done these things. <laughs> yeah. You won't get fired. Right. But who I was thinking of was, um, I don't know if you're a fan of the bachelor. Hannah? franchise. Yes. Okay. What she did, I thought was like 
her own personal approach. Yeah. She didn't, she first came out with like a PR statement that was terrible. And then Rachel destroyed yes. her for that. Yes. But then she went and she recorded a whole video and I watched it and I was like, I'm very impressed by how she is taking ownership, yeah. speaking to this. Really felt she did some felt like self reflection. And again, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a said something, not did something, you know, it's like, it's right. Scary. Right. And a one-time thing, haven't seen it since. It's so hard. And even so Rachel hard. even Rachel said, like, she felt that was, like, because I think she said she talked with Hannah after that PR. Yes. So yes, even Rachel was like, okay. I love Rachel so yes, much. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Love Rachel. <laughs> what about, okay, the episode, because I never listened to her and Becca's podcast. I just so happened to listen to the one where Rachel and Becca were talking about Garrett's like blue. I actually, I listened to that as well. And Uh, she just is so eloquent, Rachel. And I just, I I thought Becca did a good job. And clearly she was very unhappy with her fiance because they broke up. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I was like, and and I listened to that part twice. And then the following week, I like that. It, 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 says that people care a lot when they can come back because she didn't like how she defended him the first half. So she said, I've written down my thoughts. And I think that's okay because you and I, if I hadn't have DM'd you, but just kind of said my thoughts, it would have came out totally different. If people were making fun of um, Giselle for writing down her thoughts in that argument, but I would have done the same thing. Me too. Art to write down everything she was saying so you have a proper response. Me too. I almost felt like I would have wanted to record it. And I think because, so growing up, I wanted to, initially I wanted to be a lawyer. I've said this. And then it transitioned into wanting to be on the news. But with those two, those two things are fact-based. Mm-hmm. Or, but with a lawyer, you can kind of, I, I literally told my mom, I said, you know how people get people to believe them? They take an element of the truth and add a bit of a lie to it. And it sounds believable. So, but my dad also, and this is people are probably going to be like Mike Tyson, but that's the age that I am. I'm 43. So <laughs> growing up, my dad would tell me, if you have an argument that you need to present, you need to have facts to go with your argument. So if I'm going to accuse Danielle of doing something, I can't just say, Danielle, you talk down to me and you say, well, when? And I say, you do it all the time. I need dates. I hate that. Um, I do that to my husband, though. He'll say, you do this all the time. I'm like, name it right now on the spot. <laughs> Tell me when I do this. We are- <laughs> and I'm very much like, I don't fight with people. I've had the same best friends my whole life. Like, I'm really, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just... I don't, I don't know. I don't fight with people. Like it's not, it makes me ill if I ever do have an argument. So it's gotta be done like really fast and I can move on really easily. Right. I'd be a terrible housewife for that reason. I'd be like, okay, well, we're fine. Let's go get a drink. Like, <laughs> or actually you may be a good, cause you know what they would try to do. They would try to like poke, like, let's yeah, see, let's make work. her correct. But then or on the opposite, if you did, you'd probably destroy them with their words and then they would <laughs> never come back. Well, they would never come back. But like but, when I do have a fight, if it's like with my husband, but like get it out for like five, mm-hmm. 10 minutes. I walk away. I need to like regroup, rethink. And then I literally, I'll sometimes write down everything I want to say, or just like come up with a little speech in my head. Yep. Which is, oh, he always knows when it's coming. He's like, okay, <laughs> say what you got to say. Cause to me, it's like, I, uh, 
being, I think, culturally Jewish, we're not people who keep things in. We don't have that, like, Irish Catholic, like, very deep down. Like, in my family, you say everything. And Okay. That was a whole thing, actually, with Andy in the Jersey Housewives. Okay. With Teresa and Dolores discussing, like, how you don't ask people about jail and blah, blah, yes. blah. And Andy's like, what do you mean? You don't call your friends and, like... I ask him all these questions. Right. And actually, my sister doesn't watch Housewives, but I sent her that clip because Andy's like, I don't know Jewish people. We just, we share we it all. We just ask it. <laughs> we, we, we say, like, we, there's no boundaries. But in the Italian and Irish Catholic, whatever, it's much more like suppress the feelings buried well, it, deep down and don't so talk about personal things. Th- it's funny you say that because Kendrick, who was just on, we were talk. he brought up, we were talking about the, the Potomac thing and everything. And I keep hitting my mic. My husband's going to be like, I keep hearing it. Stop moving. Cause I talk with my hands. <laughs> so he'll be like, just stop moving. But um, we were talking about how in, in the Italian culture, like you said, when remember when Teresa and Jacqueline were on that deck and Never forget, Jacqueline you goes, asked her about the uh, tabloids. How dare you ask me? She's like, it's on the cover of a magazine. <laughs> and, and it's like, but, and I said, in Teresa's mind, she's like, we were, legitimate friends before this you know me why are you doing this on camera well of course Jacqueline is probably like so it's funny that there's that piece and you said Jewish people just ask and black people are a mixture because in-house and we talked about the whole I asked him as a black man did he have the same conversation in his head that some black women are having like oh this is make black women look as if or maybe some white women that that are having the opposite which we hope they're not but the opposite conversation of black women are like this i said you as a black man did you have like was that a thought and he said his thought was that's kitchen conversation and i knew what he meant so black people are they take the Italian, you don't talk about it outside of the house. So oh, and the okay. phrase is, what happens in this house stays in this house, which is why the Black communities is not, wasn't big on therapists, counseling. You don't talk mm-hmm. to strangers about what is going on in your home. So it's a combination of the Jewish and Italian culture. Yeah, that's so, so interesting. I, I get both of them. Like, even... Even down to if I got in trouble at home, right? Or if I wanted something from my mom, my grandparents to me were the best grandparents in the world ever. And I had a very close relationship with them all the way up until um, they passed individually. So, but I would do something at home and my mom, mom would go, and you better not get to grandma at Pop-Up's house and say anything. And it was like, you don't say anything. But on, so interesting. on the same token, if something happened with one of the kids, they're calling my mom called my grandma, me telling uncle. And, I, and I'm like, what What, I, what happened to <laughs> But that was still considered in-house. But she wouldn't mm-hmm. talk to her friends about it because that's out of the house. Gotcha. So it's that it's interesting in the Jewish culture when you say, you say or it. At least because, within my family. I can't speak well, for, for all, I, but. <laughs> exactly. Let me put that disclaimer on too. Right. Very much. Say it. Say it. What is Dorinda's line? Say it, forget it, write it, regret Regret it. it. Yes, and I got what she meant. It's like if you write it, uh, someone could find that or you, you know, whatever versus just saying it and it's off your chest. Mm -hmm. I agree. So you brought up Potomac, which is, oh, I just love it so much. (laughs) I I was thinking about before we were talking today, what do I love about it? And I think one of the things that's best about Potomac is it's not just one storyline. There are like currently eight storylines happening all at the same time. We have like the Ashley cheating, Candace and Monique fighting, 
Giselle and Jamal dating. We forgot uh, Robin's about to get proposed to. Exactly. Wendy, and I loved hearing about Wendy and her interesting relationship with her in-laws. Like, that was lightly touched on. Like, there's so yes. many things at once. Yes. Compared to, like, a Beverly Hills where we spend the entire season on one topic. <laughs> on one, And I wish that Danielle, I mean, not Danielle, I wished um, Denise with, with Beverly Hills had just shut it down by... I feel like in that moment, she maybe if she had asked everyone, how do you have sex with Harry Hamlin? Do you do this position? And asked every single person and then say, and when they say, we're not talking about you. No, and we're not talking about me. You're not telling me about your bedroom activities. I'm not telling you about mine. It's like, she didn't she even have to admit cared. to it. Right. It was so weird. It was so like, I did not care. Who cares with someone? Like, I'm, exactly. I feel storylines of, it, it felt early reminiscent of a lot of the storylines Bravo's has done with the like, Oh, is Eddie gay with Chandler? Oh, like there have been so many right. like, oh, I heard he's gay. And it's like, yes. why is that a storyline? Who why? cares yep. what someone is? That always annoyed me. So Right. And if the part is that I talked about you, they could have left that out. And I felt if it was anybody other than Brandy, I would have been like, is she, a tr- is she trying to establish, yes, I have intimacy with this person. And so they were comfortable telling me these things mm-hmm. because it's, Brandy, I didn't, I am so sorry. I have the freaking, I love tea. I drink tea all times of the year. And I'm like, I always have to burp when I get on this podcast. And I don't burp normally anytime. <laughs> well, I'm just hoping my dog has been walking around crying. So I'm, no, you're well, fine. You haven't said anything. And I'm like, no, nope. You're even Remy, if you, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'll take you out in 20 minutes. You have to wait. Even, even if it was, it's like, to me, I always tell my husband, I like real life things happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I just feel like, my brain just had a, a total brain freeze. We were this happens too. We were talking about oh the things that you loved um, about Potomac and uh, Brandy and Potomac has a lot of storylines. Beverly Hills does not. And with the whole Brandy situation, yeah, I felt like if it was anybody but her, I would not agree with them talking about their personal issue, but I would see, oh, they're trying to establish this where Brandy's just trying to get back on the show, which is clear because her son made that video, which made me cringe. Did you see mm-hmm. the video her son did, made? Yeah. I just felt like this is why Eddie wouldn't let them be on the show. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what we think of Eddie, he knows his ex-wife also. Yeah, definitely. You know, so it, it, that's crazy. But yet with Potomac too, it is such, I wish that the fight wasn't the reason for the debate about it, but the silver lining to that is now more eyes are on it, which is good. Mm-hmm. Were you were you always a, a Potomac watcher or are you I new? I started, I binged season from a coworker told me. Okay. Um, I, so I binged one, two, and three, and then I watched, started watching live season four. Okay, so what she did you think? She was the one. She was like, "You have to watch. watch you're a Bravo fan. I can't believe you're not watching." I was, and I and that's it wasn't like, "Oh, it was blackhead." I haven't watched Dallas. Like it's just I feel like I was like stuck to my to your core original, to yeah, the original shows, and it just was like, "Do I have time?" Of course, I have time, but like it was more <laughs> that um, I just hadn't watched any of the new the new ones. Okay. I never really watched. I kind of watched Miami, but not so much. Same, haven't really watched Dallas. Like, to me, OC Beverly Hills, New Jersey, New York have been on for 10. Forever, right. I watched OC since season one when okay. I went to college was the year that it premiered, and I was home during the day for the classes, <laughs> and that's when I started watching OC, and I've been 
that housewife fan and ever since since but yeah so i think yeah it was one two and three that i watched like binged and then i okay. caught up and i just was like wow these women are so dynamic i love them they all make the perfect cast like yes. i just uh, my favorite, I'm a Robin person. I know people will say she's boring, but like, I don't think so. I think she's absolutely hilarious. Yes. She says what's on her mind just because the drama doesn't necessarily like circle around her. To me, right. it's not like, I don't know. I just love her. I love her. She's so nice. She yes. DM'd me a few times because like I've posted stuff about her. Mm-hmm. She always comments and I'm like, you are just, you're the best. And I she her. is. <laughs> I, I love her. I love to look at her. I said, oh I, I, I love her style because I'm a, sportier ish sometimes so when she shows up like she does i'm like yeah that's me (laughs) yes and also huge giselle fan i know she can be messy and she gets involved but maybe i'm just wooed by her looks because she is literally the most stunning person i've ever seen and my theory is that people always make fun of the way she dresses but she'd be too perfect of a human if she if her clothing matched how beautiful she is. People so it's would like, then, there's got to be a fault. And that's, yes. that's where it is. I heard somebody <laughs> say, God doesn't give out of both hands or something. So it's like. Because <laughs> honestly, the clothes are not good, but she makes them look good because she is just. Because it's her. The whole that's, cast. Yeah, the yeah. Patoma cast is, un, un, Monique is insane to look at. That's what I, I think said. Cam They're all beautiful. Has, I love yes. her hair. Like, yep. They, I, I agree. They're outstanding looking cast, but yeah, so love them. Still haven't, still haven't really gotten into Dallas though. I tried. It just didn't. I just, Dallas to me was because it was on and it was there, but I didn't. It wasn't like, oh my god, I gotta watch this, and I, uh-huh. I just couldn't stand like the the whole. Stephanie and Brandy were best friends for like literal years before before they had children, then. Brandy gets upset with Stephanie over oh, like the PR article. Yeah, yeah and it's I like, did watch a bit of that. And it's crazy because you knew that Stephanie suffered with mental health issues, tried to commit suicide, but it was so easy for you to drop your friend of how many plus years over an article that, and you wouldn't even allow her to talk to you. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of was like, is she really like that? Because that says a lot. And is that like the first argument you guys have gotten on years? And then it's because of this TV. And it's, it was very much like, uh, I, I don't know. It's just, it has a weird overcast to it. To me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I do watch Atlanta also. Okay. I've missed a few, maybe one or two seasons is there, but okay. I've watched almost all of it. I've just, this last year, I watched all of it, but I remember thinking this, there was just so many cast members that it was just like, a bit difficult, and I and they have brought in so many friends. I feel like most shows yes. bring in one friend. Atlanta has like fifteen friends, so it was like complex storylines <laughs> to keep up with. And but, they go everywhere. The friends go, go. Yeah, the friends. Oh and... my god, they have like fifteen people on the trip. Marlo is robbed of being. I don't understand why she doesn't have a peach. Like I was going to bring her I, up. You're in my head, Marlo. <laughs> I thought that, but I heard her on a podcast, and she said at first she was like, "Why don't they want me?" Why? And she said that's her issue with Kenya because. That was a sore spot for her. So Kenya would try to make it seem like, well, you're not even a peach holder. They don't want you. But she mm-hmm. said, now I realize I probably get paid. No, she, well, I don't think she referenced theirs in comparison to hers. What she said was, I make a lot of money. I'm in every episode. I get to go on every trip. And I don't have to do the levels, like share the levels that they true, have to go True, true. I didn't think of it from that yeah. way. She said what are she your was, thoughts on No More Nini? I almost, 
I was really sad because I love Nene. I love her so. I mean, Again, I love as her a so character much. on a show, and I yeah. love her as a person too. Outside, like when she was on Glee, I was watching Glee. I was like, Me too. That's my Nene. Like my housewives, look at them; they're doing things, and like, and she's talented. She's, she's very. Talented. She was so good on Glee yeah. as yeah. the coach. Oh my god, I loved her on Glee. But I'm very sad. Me too. She, I, I hate losing any OG. Me, Do you, and, I have an OG question, actually. Okay. I could not stand the people in the... This was a comments war that was making me crazy. When it was announced she was leaving, I made a post, and I was like, there's only, I think, four OGs left. I said Ramona, okay. Luann, um, Kyle Richards, and Teresa. Okay. So the numbers, the two most things I got the most, everyone was saying Luann is not an OG because she was a friend for a season. She's still an OG. She was an original. Yes. And she was still on the show. She was on the show. And then two, everyone kept writing like, what about Dallas and Potomac? But I, in my opinion, there's too much of the same cast that started and it doesn't have the longevity of seasons. Because I mean, Potomac's relatively been the same all five seasons. Monique and Candace are the only two added and then Sharice left. Right. They're all OGs. So I'm like, what do you want this to be like a 15 person list? I'm like, no, this is- So, so many people, and people like write the same things. And I'm like, did you not see that someone? Oh my God. Can I tell you? Other people were arguing with them. And I was like, I'm not even going to argue. I read the comments. Even if there's a lot, if I have an immediate reaction, I skim to make sure I'm not repeating what's because I hate seeing that in a comment. It's like, guys, it was right above yours. Like, I know. And then I did write back to like one or two and explained why I left out Potomac and Dallas because I was like, they're they're not OGs in my opinion. When their show's on for ten season and Karen is still on, then I'll call her an OG. An OG. But, but when your cast has stayed the same, they don't think they're OGs. So it's like, yeah, they know they're not OGs, you know. And who you put are actual OGs, like yeah. they're OGs. Yeah, I, then, um, I mean, even if you want to go, I mean, technically, I feel like the only other person she's not an OG, but she has been on, I think, eleven seasons. I would say Candy has been. Oh, that was she. Yeah, she came on the second season, right, or the third, mm-hmm. or something and like I that. And I think Sonia came on, on the like, third, the second or, the second? or third, oh, something okay. like that. Yeah. So, like, those are two that are like almost OG. Almost exactly, <laughs> but in the, but deserve in the, the same respect. <laughs> exactly, but because I feel like you're like me, you're a you're you to me. You cannot distort a fact. And the fact is, if you're going by what an OG is, they are not OGs. Yeah, like I'd still consider Bethany an OG. Even though she left for a while, she was on season, you were on season one and- Period, right. Yeah. Even technically Jill is an OG. She just doesn't come up in conversation because she, well, now she's saying she doesn't want to be back, but it's like, and I think now, I don't even know if it would even make sense. Like, would it be anything, you know? No. Not in the direction New York seems to be going. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on, and I don't know how she pronounces her name. I'm not sure if it's Ebony or Ivani. I think it's Ebony. Ebony. Okay. I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure how she pronounced it um, on her being cast. I don't know anything about her, but I'm already like, hallelujah, New York, finally. Like, as a New Yorker myself, I'm like, but but those (laughs) are like the sort of things that through, you could call it diversity training, growing up, changing their life, whatever. You take your blinders off, and all of a sudden, what, once you notice where diversity is lacking, yes. you never don't notice it anymore. Yep. And I know it took me later in life to do that, but once they're off, you're just like, oh my God, there's only white people in this. And like, why do they have to just cast another white person on this? And, yes. And once you see it, you can't, 
unsee it. See it. I, I think that's like, um, that happens in the black community too, because you're raised to be like, this is how we're viewed. So if you're on your job and a possible argument could arise and it's between you and a white coworker, unless they say something egregious, clearly you ignore it and you let the little jokes go by and you don't say anything because you need your job, you'll get fired first. And then there comes a point, you know it's happening, but your sense it's like watching Bravo and knowing like, I'm not okay with Southern charm and the plantation talk years back, but you're used to it. So you're just mm-hmm. like, I know it's wrong. But then once you have like awakened and you're determined to speak. Yeah, out it's again, literally it's like, like an awakening and yeah. a huge, a huge awakening for, mm-hmm. for myself, I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm from New York, grew up on Long Island. I went to a diverse college. Then I lived in New York city. So like in my mind, I was always surrounded by diversity. And I'd say mm-hmm. there was like two, two big points that I can like really pinpoint and remember. One was I'm in a book club and, um, we were mixed. I would say mostly white, white women, but um, my black friend was in it and a few Spanish women. So we were reading this book called um, The Good Girls Revolt, and it was about uh, the women's rights movement mm-hmm. in the 70s. And it was around the time the Me Too was happening and the Women's March and all of that. And it was the first time I learned of intersectionality of my friend Kristen, who was black, who discussed with the group, mm. do I vote, do I pick women's right to like, yes. or black rights and and she just really laid it out in a way that my privilege i never thought of it that way right and that like i have any i should probably tell her she probably doesn't even know like how impactful her viewpoint was on me for that um but that was like a big aha kind of moment of like oh i never thought of it and and all of that and you know another thing i remember she said in that moment too it was black lives matter was happening and she discussed like why is it that people feel they can go to like a pride parade as a white person but like why aren't white people coming to black lives matter stuff and mm-hmm. like that and i remember questioning like is it okay for me to go to that and would i be welcome at right that? Wow. and i'm not okay. understanding that and then another big one was moving to the philadelphia area like i was living in new york mm-hmm. city very diverse but not super like black and white my neighborhood like more hispanic asian um Latinx, everything. But, okay. So you don't notice it. But then where my husband and I moved, we actually moved. We were the only white people in our neighborhood. Okay. And we went to restaurants, whatever. We'd be the only white people. And that was the first time I ever had that. And it was the first time you think in your head and you're like, huh, is this what it's like for black people when they go out and they're the only black person here? And like, wow. until you have it switched on you, you, it's my privilege that I can, you know, acknowledge, you know, and you, it's, you don't think of it until it's, kind of swapped and I think but, like every every white person should have to go through that, that. but here the, the 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 thing with you what's great is that you thought about that yourself it, it didn't take a situation like a um like something drastic happening for you to say oh it was you the fact that you could pinpoint that almost immediately going in and saying whoa I get it versus some people it's almost like you have to prove to them, no, it really happens. And then they get into a situation and mm-hmm. see it. So yeah. I, I think that's, that's great that you have that awareness or that hypersensitivity in the moment when it's happening. Yeah. And then my sensitivity also, though, is I have a great fear of anyone ever thinking I'm racist. So then I feel like I overcompensate <laughs> and make sure I wave. Like when I would walk my dog, I'd literally wave to every single person. And I'm like, I'm not racist. Hi. We're the nice white people in the neighborhood. Like, we love you. We're welcoming. Like, because that's, it's like the, it's like the total extreme 
opposite side of fear of someone thinking that I would think something bad of them. Right. Which I, I didn't. And wanting to be welcomed in the In the, in neighborhood, the neighborhood, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny that you're Philly. So I'm, I, I worked, I told you I worked in Philly uh, before. And then my husband's sister and her husband actually live in Philly. I can't even remember where, but my uncle, more so Chester. But so I have family mm-hmm. in Philly and I'm South Philly. I have a, um, I did have a question. I don't know what is going on. To, I'm like so excited to talk to everybody that I'm like, <laughs> I know we have limited amount of time. I need to jump in and get everything. It's going to come back to me. Something you said about going in and recognizing. Well, I, I, it'll come back to me, but I want to ask you this. Were you, when you grew up, mm-hmm. were you taught on purpose? Hey, we don't discriminate. We welcome everyone. Or was it through maybe you coming home and seeing somebody black in your class and you maybe mentioning it to your mom and your mom saying, we treat everybody the same or what have you? See, I've tried to think back on that. And I don't ever remember having discussions about race. But I also grew up with a really open liberal family. Okay. So it wasn't like I was ever hearing negative things. Like, no, there was no negativity around it. So I don't think I ever brought home questions. I mean, Long Island. But then that's, it's so interesting looking back now because, like, I didn't even realize how segregated Long Island is. But my high, school was, my high school was very mixed. Okay. But then I look back and I'm like, well, why are most of my friends white, though? I'm like, how did that happen? But I went to a really mixed high school. And like, I mean, one of my best friends is Spanish. But then again, I'm not pulling that. I have a black friend. Like, <laughs> go to the car. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, she's, she's Cuban. And... That's wonderful, and I'm great. We're best friends, but I've never, it never crossed my mind. Okay. And like a very loving household relationship. No, there was no. I feel like I'm always like lucky. I'm like I'm not someone with a racist grandpa. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say that speaks that speaks to when people say racism is taught because anti-racism didn't necessarily. Well, you not being racist didn't have to be taught to you. So yeah, clearly, it just wasn't, I was never surrounded by. My, yeah. I mean, both my mom grew up in Queens. My dad grew up in Brooklyn. My dad always jokes he was like the white Jew on the black basketball team. <laughs> he, played, he played basketball like through college, and you know, so like it was. My parents had friends of different backgrounds and it just it wasn't we didn't discuss it so it just uh, didn't it it is a learned thing because I'm sure my parents had hatred or anything that but even you know in my parents openness I still am like teaching them things that's what I was going to ask you next is there anything happening now that they're like whoa no it's just the verbiage but it's more my mom but she's just older she's (laughs) she like not that we were just having a discussion and she was just saying talking about something and she said the word like illegals and I was like no mom that's not the correct word a person can't be illegal they can be here illegally but you can't be an illegal and she was like oh okay and like that was you know she that's that's about it but no they are like f donald trump we're moving the cat like they they I've said that to my <laughs> husband too like uh I've tried to get see if the kids want to go overseas to college but it's yeah. funny that I have two things so that that you said I just I knew it was going to come back sorry I dropped my cat but I remembered yeah. you said your mom and the verbiage so what's interesting to me is there's progression and so I had interviewed a while back a guy named Anthony uh, Lario and his family's Italian now his mom was listening to us. So I was like, tell her to come on. So she comes on, we talk. And I asked her about growing up, was she taught about 
race? And she said, no, because her mom, she said, I don't know where she, she said, I don't mean to say it to say, I don't know where she'd find these people from, meaning they used to have a woman for Thanksgiving that would come over and she just would like, I think she said she would fall. I don't know if it was narcolepsy, but if whatever it was, it would make her like pee on herself. And then they had a, a, a back then he, they weren't as open um, transgender, but it was a black man that would dress like a woman. Mm-hmm. And so she said there was always different types of people around our holiday tables who, whose families didn't accept them. So she wasn't taught to be not racist because sort of like you, she had a display, like her family displayed that they loved all, but she said her grandmother, they used to say the N word. And she said, then her grandmother met used to clean houses and used and met a, a black woman that cleaned houses and they became best friends. And it went from N word to the word colored. Now back then that is progression. That is the word. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, if you were to say it now, people would go, wait a minute. But back then that was better than the alternative. That's, my grandpa says the word oriental and I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> but he's 97 and that was the term. And that I was don't want to get into it with yes, him. And- yes. You and know, you know and it's not coming from a place of, it's, you know. It's, yeah, what is it? Intent versus... Uh, impact. Imper- impact yes. versus intent. intent yes. I'm yep. like, he's 97. I'm going to let it like, slide that he's I'm just going to let... If right. he said the N-word, that would be a problem. That would be something. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> that's always been a word that you don't, you so, don't say. Yeah, that's... So I was thinking back, like, like you were asking of childhood, like, you know, growing... I'm 31, so grew okay. up, you know, Nelly... And, you know, rap music was super cool, yes. super cool and hip, you know, when I was in high school and I'm, you know, but I feel I, I always knew you don't say that. And I don't know who taught me to know that, but it, I just knew and, or like reading, um, uh, what book and I'm totally blanking with, uh, Scout. Oh, 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 Huck Finn. Huck Finn. Yes. And I remember we had to like read parts out loud and I literally like whispered the word. Like I, I remember being like, am I allowed to say this? Oh my God. But I'm reading right. literature, but like, but, I don't know, but I'm not mad that they, we read it in school, but right. I knew before that moment. So I don't even know who taught me and how I knew. And how you knew that it was just, it, and see, that's the thing. It's, it's almost like, I feel like we, for whatever reason, we know it's when we're, it, but like you said, it has to be taught to actually be like negative or be like, yes, this is a word you use towards them because blah, 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 versus, you know, yeah. I shouldn't say this, but you, you made a point and I wanted to reference, um, I interviewed Diana Espear, uh, last week and I put it out, I think yet, what is today? I'm like, what are the days? Friday. It's Saturday. Today, Saturday. <laughs> so I put it out Friday. But when you were talking about, you look back and um, just like your school was segregated and it's not like you on purpose didn't have black friends, but the school was segregated. You have Spanish friends. It was, no, it was something you said before that. And it made me think I need to get back to that. Whatever, whatever it was, it was about basically we were talking about stereotypes, I think. And then as soon as I hear it back, I'm going to be go, I'm going to go, that's what it was, Danielle. But <laughs> listeners, you'll figure it out. You, you'll know. But I was talking to Diana and she, oh, it was about being taught. So she's from Switzerland. She lived in LA, but then when the pandemic started, she moved back because healthcare is free there. And her dad was like, hey, we want to make sure you're safe. And America clearly was not handling it well yeah. and still is not. So on, on her podcast, 
uh, not aspirational. She she actually just rebranded, but it was fun, snarky. She would talk to the Vanderpump kids. She would talk to, and but she and she's a very good interviewer. So she would get in there and, and like she wasn't afraid to go there with other people, but she didn't always share a lot about her. So with her and I, the podcast went that way. And she said how in Switzerland she knew of racism, but it just wasn't like in your face there. And she said when she moved to LA, she would be like, oh no, it's not that bad. Because again, she wouldn't experience it, which of course, as a white looking woman, right? She wouldn't experience it. And so she said, but all of this happened with Stasi. She said she was glad it happened for her because she, she immediately thought, let me look at my behaviors. And she said she would walk her dog at night and there would be a black guy, a, a big black guy. And she would um, subconsciously, she would move. Like, really? And she said, to because, me, no one's scarier than a white man. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I run from. <laughs> That's and on Capitol lunatic. Hill. Look, on Capitol Hill. Like, <laughs> that is 100% if I lunatic. was more nervous around something. <laughs> but, <laughs> so white. I'm married to one. But, but, but <laughs> I know. <yeah. laughs> but it's funny because she said, not funny, but well, it is funny in a way, but I get where she was coming from. She said it wasn't happening. And when she was in Switzerland, she watched movies. So she would watch the movies about Compton in California. So to her, that's what black men represented. She said, just like after I watched Castaway, I didn't want to get on a plane again. You know, mm-hmm. you go by what you see. And she said, after all this happened, she thought to herself, why not just say hello? So she walks her dog and she'll say, hello. And she's, and it was like an eye opener for her. And I appreciated her honesty because until we recognize those things about ourselves, and I, I told her it's an extreme example, but if somebody mentioned a pit bull to me right now and I don't have dogs, I immediately think, oh, they turn on their owners. They're going to kill their owners. They're going to do this. However, I met, I saw the most, and I'm afraid of dogs. My husband loves they grew up with dogs, loves animals. His mom just got a dog. But I saw the most gorgeous girl pit bull I've ever, gorgeous dog I've ever seen in mm-hmm. life three weeks ago in DC. She was gray with blue eyes. And she was just so, and my husband's like, you're doing really well. And I told her, for me, the reason that I think pit bull bad is because of what I've seen, what the media has wanted me to see. Yes. And what other people have said, now I'm learning, you have to be ch- those angry pit bulls are trained to be that way by nature. They're not. I said, so I get what you're saying. If you let the media dictate to you and don't do your own research or refuse to believe anything outside of what you're shown, yeah. you're going to follow that. Mm-hmm. No, so, this is very what, true. What, what kind of dog do you have? I'm like, please don't let him know. He's like a German shepherd. Hound okay. Mix. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But My, no, I, I, that's a great example of, of, the dog and the, the, you know, bias that people, or yeah, like, you know, bias. A, that's it. Bias. You know, that apartments will say, oh, you can't, if you have a pit bull, you can't live here. Like, there's literally, and that's so messed, that. it's so messed up to say that because it's not true of the breed and of every type of dog. I mean, yeah, I'm just, I feel like it's always the little yippy dogs that bite and attack anyway not and are <laughs> annoying it's like would you get out of here <laughs> right. yeah oh my dog my is like God. 70 pounds so he's he's not like that <laughs> i was as i'm thinking i'm like well it's gonna end good i'm gonna it's gonna end good for the pit bulls i hope she goes along with me for the story. yes yes no no that's, that's a good story so, so can I, 
Yeah. Oh, I'm, I was going to say you're so, and, and if this is off topic, say what you were, please say, because I want to hear everything you have to say. I was going to say, you're so smart. And during our DMs, we talk and, and when I say smart, it's not like I think, oh, people are dumb. I think people, I feel like you're, you can talk about any subject and be fluent in it. I have a friend named Stephanie from um, Mocha Minutes Podcast, and I always say she can tell you about what Luann did in season two and what she had on. And then she can also tell you, remember when Malcolm X was on the hill and this is what he said <laughs> and that's what she said. So I feel like, you know, and I really feel like you're the same way. I feel like you make a conscious effort to know what you're talking about, whereas some people just hear what they see on the news or whatever. But what brought you to Bravo, you have all this education and all this knowledge of other things. What brought you to Bravo and to your Bravo account? And how do you have time? <laughs> um, I love trash TV. Like, okay. I, just, I just love trash TV. I always have. I watch The Simple Life, The Kardashians. Like I have, since reality TV has been around, I have been watching it. Okay. Um, I think Housewives I love because, like I said, I don't, I don't really fight with people. So the <laughs> idea of arguing and the way they argue is so foreign to me. I find such sick enjoyment of watching it. Like I just love it. I just love the drama. I love it so much. I mean, a big reason I was like huge on Vanderpump is I was basically the same age as them. So I feel like I like grew up with them. I mean, same with the housewives that I've been watching for so long. Um, But I do like good TV. I always have to like preface it. Like I love Game of Thrones. And (laughs) like, (laughs) like I watch real shows too. Like I'm just a TV junkie always. Okay. Like my family loves TV. Like when people say they don't watch TV at night, I don't really understand what they do with their life. Like, what do you mean? What do you do for those hours before you go to bed? (laughs) I don't know what you do. Like TV. That's how we bond. My family. Yes. Like TV is such a huge I just, I, I worked in TV for a little, my background's actually, my degree's in marketing, um, oh. not in education. That was a, a later find in, in okay. life. <laughs> I, get it. I got a master's in, in higher education, but that was after like six years of working in TV. I worked at a National Geographic channel, actually. Sounds much more interesting than it was. I worked in TV ad sales. Okay. <laughs> but, but is that marketing and sort of background that I had that okay not that that made me make the Instagram account it was basically I didn't follow like any Bravo fan accounts I didn't know they existed and then when BravoCon happened I did not have $300 to go (laughs) to the event (laughs) I was not about to spend that especially no one in my real life likes Bravo so I had no one to connect with on this let alone any friend who would come to me with this and I was always like seeking anyone like I knew exactly what friends watched what shows like if one friend who watches Southern Charms great we can talk about that but like right. no, no one knew <laughs> into the capacity I did so then when I discovered all these fan accounts I was like I could maybe do that and it just made me want to make one and then the brands part my whole concept at first was like I really wanted to highlight like all the different which I'm still like trying to veer back to I'm mm-hmm. just a little lazy but um I wanted to highlight like all the different brands that all the Bravo people have because there's been so many brands and ideas and things throughout the years. And I literally made like a spreadsheet looking at all of it. And like one day was like bored and did all of this. And then I just started like making memes along with it and those were popular. So I just kind of stuck with that. And now I kind of just post whatever haphazard thing pops into my head, but I'm still trying to do, I did like one YouTube video reviewing fancy AF cocktails and I have 
other ones that I want to review. I just yes. I've been lazy because the problem is I have to like look cute in the videos and I look like trash every day. So like <laughs> that's I told you this is the only reason you got this. Normally I'm like barely. Yeah, that's a bit of my delay. I'm like, oh, I didn't do my hair. I can't I can't video myself. So that's kind of what it's been. It's just so fun. I love talking to people about Bravo. I feel like I'm like with my people. Everyone I have by some miracle I've forgotten like a mean DM. Like oh. people are so nice. I don't know how I've like either by posting. I definitely was nervous early on with okay. political stuff to post anything like that because I wasn't sure how much crossover there should be, but I right. feel like I watched other platforms do it. And I was like, okay. no, this is my page. I'm going to post what I believe in. And I don't really care if I lose followers for it. I and like so I feel like I've kind of weeded out anyone who, and that's specifically why I put, like BLM and LGBTQs plus okay. in my profile because if you're going to click follow, you're going to know. I don't want yes. to be surprised by <laughs> like, a post I might make or an opinion <laughs> I might have right. because I'm telling you up, up front what, what that is. So that's, and that's a courtesy to them because, it, again, it's your page that you take time for. Yeah, exactly. So awesome. But, yeah, it's literally like what random thought I put in. I, like the other day I was walking my dog and I was listening to Candy being interviewed on a podcast. Mm -hmm. So I realized I've like never really listened to her on a podcast before. Um, and it was great because it wasn't about housewives. It was right after she won the mass singer. So it was a lot oh. more about like her origin story. It was really okay. good. It's called the Wells cast Wells from the yes, Bachelor, yeah. who I'm obsessed with. I love him. I've he interviewed Candy. Wow. I learned so much about her. So I, I came, I had like this whole meme. I was like, I still have to do it. Not even, I wanted to write out, find a list of every song that she's written and post it because yes. I could not believe the songs that she has written. And people don't know. Someone said, oh, someone said, I think Candy is one of the richest housewives, even over LVP. And another person said, no, she was just in a singing group. And, and I said, oh my God, you have no the idea. The royalty checks she's getting for bills, 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 bills. and no scrubs. Are you kidding? Ed Sheeran, she wrote, Ed Sheeran had to pay her like for songs. I'm like, she wrote five songs for, idea. she wrote in sync. She wrote yes. Pink's first song. Like yep. I knew she wrote no scrubs and I knew she had involvement with Destiny's Child, but like, I didn't know it was that deep. So I was like, right. I want to make, so when I have time, you'll see, I'll make that post. Okay. <laughs> Cause she, like people everyone, don't like, know. You think it's just don't be tardy. Like, <laughs> No, that's not the only thing she's written. <laughs> that's a, and it's funny to say that out loud because there's a whole TV show with that theme song. I know. And it's all due to candy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's crazy. That's so crazy. And I, I just want to tell you that I was so excited when, when you responded back and when we were talking, I was like, ask her to be on. But, you know, with... I'm, I'm hesitant to ask some only because I don't want them to feel like they have to. And maybe some are just doing it for the Instagram. Like, no, I'm not getting on, you know, the podcast or whatever. But I, I was so like, yay, I'm going to be talking to Danielle because <laughs> I knew that if we would touch on Bravo, but also bigger life issues. And I feel like we are a great example, if I do say so myself, of how people can come together off of real life sensitive issues. And there's no excuse for, oh, I didn't know, or I was afraid to have the conversation if we're all saying we need to have the conversation. Yeah, I agree. And so much, like my bubble often thinks exactly the same way as me. And I find mm -hmm. that frustrating. I want to talk to people who don't agree with me. I, I want to meet a Trump supporter and have a long conversation with them, but I don't know any. Right. <laughs> so like, 
anyone out there, if you if you're voting for him, please nicely DM me. <laughs> I was gonna say, but you like, don't know any good I don't wanna, for you. I know yeah, quite a but, few. <laughs> or even like I've been really wanting to seek someone who's like identifies as like a Republican and like doesn't like Donald Trump. Yes. What are you how do you feel right now? Yes. How do you feel yes. like I'm dying? Like to me so much like I'm just my job, I'm an academic advisor. Okay. My whole job is talking to people, asking questions, getting to the root of whatever, like academic right. And that is like such a part of my personality. I am just a curious person. I just want to learn and know things and Me too. ask a million questions and not be judgmental about it. And I just, I, I like hearing other people's perspective. Like even back in 2016, I had a friend who her husband voted for Trump. Okay. Whatever. Again, 2020 eyes different than 2016. Right. We did not know. We knew he was terrible. We didn't know it was this extreme. That 201,000 people would die. Yeah. Like, it. yeah. again, it's, you know, I'm not going to fault anyone who made the mistake in 2016 as exactly. much as I want to. But anyway, so he owns a small <laughs> business. And oh. so for him, he had to put his, the, the taxes and healthcare and all of that, that's his number one priority. He has okay. a small business. He has employees. Me, I work corporate America. I don't care. Take whatever taxes, like doesn't bother right. me. <laughs> I'll make a lot of money. Take whatever you want from me. Like those things will never be what I'll vote on. I'll always vote more on like social justice issues, okay. but I never thought of why a person would put like money and finances over above that. Yes. And that yes. was like such a good conversation we had. I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, and in, uh, he isn't a white man of privilege, of white, straight, whatever. So mm-hmm. it's easy for him to ignore those and not to say he doesn't disagree maybe with the stuff on the platform, but to him, his small business and being able to pay his employees his, his, and his, his family yeah, yeah. has to be what he votes on. So that was so interesting for me because I never thought of it that way. So. Now, how does he, it's how does he, I don't know now. where, okay. I don't know. Where. Okay. I, <laughs> I know how his say, wife feels, but I don't know how he feels. How he feels. Cause that, that's <laughs> I don't want to ask. Right. Right. Cause it's almost like uh, it's because of what's going on. With, but I would still understand it if he had to go that way. Because I remember back in 2016, it was like a lot about like, as a small business, he was going to have to pay a certain amount for healthcare and the fear of the unknown of like, what would come out of his pocket? Would he still be mm-hmm. able to afford his employees? Like I understand when it comes down. that but then at some point it's like right and that right there comes a point that I I was telling my husband I said anybody who we were talking about like Trump getting COVID and I said the people that I know my question to them my my statement rather to them would be okay so I was very close to my grandmother lost her in 2017 and the anybody for anybody who's lost someone you know that it, it it the pain seems like it subsides. And then you can go days, there's days you laugh about them, right? Because you think Mm -hmm. of memories. And then there's days when it's like it just happened. And then my husband's father passed away suddenly uh, last year, uh, unexpectedly. So there's days, I know know that he, it goes in ways for him and for his mom and for his sisters. And even to that, my grandmother suddenly had had a stroke before she died, but we still thought there was a chance, you know? So Mm -hmm. in the back of your mind, in the deep recesses, you know, it could happen sooner rather than years. Same thing with my husband's father. He had hard things, but he was still, we were still going out, going places. So in the back of your mind, you're like something maybe possibly could happen, but nah, that's not going to happen. But the realm of possibility wasn't far from your mind. To know that 201,000 families had to experience those same 
feelings we did when they didn't have to. Some of them, even if they had pre-existing conditions, they were living with them. Something as simple as asthma. People can live for years without a flare-up, but this could have affected it. So my thought was to somebody who supported Trump, have you lost someone? And you were okay knowing that 201,000 families had to experience the emotions that you felt when you lost someone. Yep. You know? Yeah. So no, you're, just, you're totally right. It's, 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 it's a, a crazy time. Indeed. And to know that <laughs> social... I've said unprecedented to my students is like so, so annoying. I've said it so many times. <laughs> yep. And um, it, what you do, it makes sense when you say, because you get to basically the root of a person to direct them in the right direction. You don't want somebody taking law classes and, oh, you want to be a nurse? <laughs> Got it. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so, like, I work you with specifically STEM students and engineering students, and they are a very specific breed of of students. Um, they are very like, uh, they're crazy. Yeah. They're, I feel, they're, I feel they're like science those students. students. Are, yes. Very much. Yeah. They're very motivated, um, intelligent, um, having mental breakdowns once a week because of how difficult the material is. So it's not to a lot of counseling um, for sure with them, but that definitely, you know, like you said, things that have shaped, shaped your view before I did this, I was an admissions counselor at a college in Queens mm. And I worked with basically 90% low income minority Mm -hmm. students. And I would go to some really, really sketchy high schools in Brooklyn and Queens, like walk through a metal detector, Mm -hmm. not great, but I loved working with that population. And that was so, again, it's, it's all about opening your eyes and like living outside your bubble. And that was, that was very we should send Kelly Dodd to some of these schools. This, oh my gosh, please. <laughs> and, 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 um, and her outside her OC bubble. Thank oh, you. And one more Kelly Dodd thing. Okay. I just thought of it. No, no, that's fine. It pissed me off so much when she posted and she was like, I'm Mexican and Rick is Jewish. And oh, I was like, I was that, so mad that you she, don't get to use that. No, yes. there's, there's Latinx and black people who support Donald Trump. Right. That doesn't mean anything. Mean anything. I mean, it, one of them just died. Herman Cain. Black but man I thought supported no one died at his rally. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and it, I went further back. I just wanted to see. So I, I went to her Instagram page and went further down. There is a picture that she has. First glance, it looks like all white women. And she says something about colored, something like em, colored women, like empowering each other. And so somebody in the comments was like, all I see is a bunch of white women. And she's like, we're all Mexican to put the word colored women in power. When you know that when people look at this picture, yeah, what they see. And then I think she had mentioned too about like, cause Rick's daughter is black, if I'm not mistaken, or one of his daughters is half black. And so it's like, I wonder how she feels. Like if you're buying into her saying this wasn't offensive you know, or what have you. It's, it's, it's a crazy time. Again, like you said, unprecedented. And that social media plays such a big part of it with the president of the United States, yeah. like, like the Twitter rants and it's, it's the, it's a lot. And I'm, I'm more concerned about the aftermath of the election, honestly, than the election. I'm concerned about all of it. At all of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true too. I'm just, I'm like, can we just get to the part where we vote him out? And I, I, the, the disgracefulness with which he's like, I don't know if I'm going to cons- like leave. Like, so it- Ugh, I know the, the, my 
blood boils. Does it your body, my body? Yeah, it's a visceral visceral (laughs) reaction. Nothing in my life has ever made me feel as like angry. Angry as that. So do you think you're going to watch OC? I had said I was 99.9% out. And then I decided that I am 100% out because if she wasn't on it, I might would still be 90, I would be 95% not watching, but I might would watch the first episode. But for me, it bothered me so much that she could do that. And I feel like I saw a picture of Emily and for some reason, I just got really angry with her. And I'm like, you know, for her to speak up about things, like when she was going at it back and forth with Vicky on Twitter and she's not speaking up like, you know, I don't believe in this and knowing that her and Kelly are friends. I'm like, I can't watch any of them. I, yeah. So, the only one I want to ups- watch is Bronwyn. So I'm like, yes. maybe I will just fast, which I can't even believe it a year ago. I would have never said that because I can't say like I loved her, but exactly seeing who she is outside of the show. I'm like, she can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. So she's who I would like to watch. But yeah. I probably, I definitely won't post anything and promote it. I, I don't always watch OC anyway. Like I, I don't, I've never been like week to week. I have to watch it. Like I might binge like three episodes or like miss some here or there. So yeah, I might just maybe not watch it, but like read about what happened and then see like, I was going to say, (laughs) right. And I'm not upset to those who do, because again, you have to check like where you're at to say, like, if I hear people say, well, I'm going to watch it. It's not like, well, why are you watching? It's like, well, no, it's personal decision. Yeah. So You um, you can't control what other people's reaction or, Action that they actions are yes. and I heard that Liz, the one woman, was a Q Q and honor also. Oh, but well, also the new cast member. Yes, but Monique from Potomac uh, follows Q and on accounts, and she posted, does. Yes. Oh, no. there was a post, and I I keep every time I bring it up, I keep saying I gotta find it. This is mean, but I feel like that doesn't surprise me because she's no. like kind of an anti-vaxxer. She is. Oh, like, and, and I'm it not, it, I shouldn't be that, that surprised. No, it, it doesn't surprise, because of that reason. She reposted, I, she's, I heard the girl talking first. You know, like when you're on Twitter, sometimes the videos will just play. So I heard the girl talking first, and before I could see what Monique wrote, I thought, oh, she's going to be calling this young girl out. Good. The girl was talking about, don't vote. It's the government's way of controlling us, this young black girl. And I'm thinking, these young kids that have not, are barely, they're barely off of baby's milk. And you're telling all these, don't vote. It's the government's way of controlling us. So I'm like, oh, Monique must be calling, maybe educating this young girl. Like, hey, sis, you know, do some research. Monique was like, oh, she makes some really good points. And I'm like, no, what are you doing? no, 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 no. Yes, like, what are you doing? And then I wanted to say, you're an anti-vaxxer. Are you vaccinated? I'm just asking. I'm sure she is. Probably. Exactly. So it's like... My thing with the anti-vax, now I feel like we're getting so deep on it. I know. Like, with that, I read this once and I thought it was like a great way to put it in perspective. You would rather your kid be susceptible to a deadly disease than possibly maybe be autistic. Which isn't even correlated or related and not something that is ever scientifically proven. But that is the risk you're taking. Like you were so scared of them being autistic, you might risk them getting smallpox, which could kill them. And then not be here. Well, there was a story last year year of a little boy. His parents lived in like an older style farmhouse. It was in the news. He's um, 
stepped on a nail, but they didn't real just kind of kept going. And that night, yeah, they went in the shot, right? Yes. And how he almost died was in the um, ICU for months. The family went to, they created a GoFundMe because it was hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical bills. And the they let the doctor give him little doses of a vaccine because that was the only thing that was going to help him. And the doctor went to them and said, can we vaccinate him? And they said, no, but you're, but you want us to put in on your go. Like, so you're leaving it to the public to take care of your child because your medical won't cover it. Because I I just, and he, you, the pain, his little body had to endure for three months. It's awful. And the doctor said the next time he may die. And it's like, Wow. Okay. That's crazy. Okay. It's crazy. I just, yeah, I'm not like, it goes back. Like I'm not, um, I'm not a super religious person, but it's also like when people, so I don't want to like offend anyone with this, but like, I can never understand when people reject their child for being LGBTQ or anything mm-hmm. like that because of something that they don't even like your kid is in front of you existing, but they're choosing to follow the words of something we don't even know if it was I say, I, I, <laughs> I, I, that is just something I cannot get my wrap, head around. I am a Christian. So I feel like in that, you make a very good point. If you believe, when you look at your life, so if you look at your life of a person who says, oh, they won't accept their LGBTQ child, but you're not perfect. So how many actual disgusting behind, if you believe in God, disgusting behind closed doors things have you done that the same God that that doesn't love this LGBTQ person, he still loves you. So, and if, if because I, I tell these people all the time, you're, you're stating the Bible. The Bible also says that no sin is greater than the other. So if you're constantly committing sins, but yet you are saying God doesn't love this LGBTQ person, but you're living a lifestyle of sin. How is it that God can still love you, but can't love this person? So for me, I serve a God who is about love. And you can have your beliefs. You may not agree. You may have a friend who's married. And let's say the friend is out having an affair. You could tell her, I don't believe in that, but I love you. So I'm not touching that. We're not going there. You you already know my thoughts, but I love my friend. You're not going to help her you're not going to set up appointments or do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. for her but you love your friend yeah so it's like we're called to love people and i don't get it yeah so it's like it just it makes me angry to me so much like of the religion aspect that i was raised in judaism is very open-minded from the what i know of it i know there's levels far Mm -hmm. above more religious that it's definitely not but Mm -hmm. the lower reform that i was raised in very open we are all one of god's children and like it's not yeah. no one ever says like in the torah it says don't be gay like i've never, <laughs> right. never heard and, that before like, like, if, if it's you, very open and accepting most and, most reformed temples and if you believe god is going to judge that person then leave what it. do you care yeah, they're exactly. going to hell not be, uh, that's was a whole, say, other, that's that's a whole like, other it's topic. like why are you like leave it to god and just love the person because yeah. i'd rather love that person than commit suicide because unless you're so bringing accepted. me down to hell with you like yeah or unless you you're secretly struggling with it <laughs> in the church and you just because you know that happens a lot too you hear a lot very much come yeah. out so it's like but that was such a good point it's i always tell people like at the end of the day i'm loving i don't care who it is, i'm loving you Mm-hmm. That is between you and, and the thing is, how do you feel like you're going to convert anybody or bring anybody to church when they see that 
you're nasty and beating someone up over the head because of X, Y, and Z. So it's like, you know, yes, you, you brought up, you raised a very good point. Oh, have you ever been to Israel? I know that. I know that is so stupid, but I just, <laughs> I have. Yes. Yes. I, I want to go. go. Oh my God. I want to go. It was outstanding. So I don't, have you ever heard of something called birthright? Yes. That, so that one. Okay. I okay. went on birthright when I was in college and it was amazing. I like, it was so cool. It was, people wow. are always, I feel like my Catholic or I get confused with Christian Catholic correct her. Right. They'd be like, why don't we have that? And I'm like, I don't know. Jews just started. It just started. Like, <laughs> like someone just, just started a program. Like, just go. Right. Right. The church. I don't know. Right. Because the point of birthright is it's, it's a free trip. I don't, I didn't pay anything. You can go as a group and it's like to reconnect. And cause I want you to like go to Israel and connect with Israel. And wow. But in terms of like politically Israel, don't understand any of it. Super confused. Hate okay. Me. Like when people are like, but Palestine. And I'm like, I don't understand any of this. Like literally. I'm going, right. Like I am Jewish. I am not connected to Israel. Like I'm Ashkenazi, which means like I'm European Jewish. Like I am not Israeli. There is a difference. Super okay. confused by all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just let me have my birthright. Well, I don't know if yeah. you listen to, if you go back, I interviewed Mandy Slutsker and she is Jewish. So I told her about our conversation mm-hmm. and how we talked about you. And she was like, oh, great. Like, so like we text and stuff like that too. So I told her, I said, I'm having someone Jewish on. And <laughs> we were talking about our differences. And I told her when I first lost my job in 2011, I used to temp and one of the places I tempted was at Beth Israel School, and they wanted to hire me permanently. And I told her, I tempted at all these other places, and they'd be like, oh, play on the computer all day. And that gets boring. It sounds fun, but it's like, I'm here to work. And I said, when I worked at Beth Israel, it was very much the expectation was higher, which made you, which made you rise to the expectation. Mm-hmm. So it was like, we're training you for like two hours and then you're on your own. I loved it. Everyone was so nice. Um, they tried to get me like, you sure you can't work full time? And I'm like, no, I can't really be full time. But um, they told me about birthright. That's where I learned about it. Mm-hmm. And I said that when, when Africans were brought over to America, cause Slaves weren't brought over to America. Doctors, lawyers, all of these were brought over to America and made slaves. And we, we were stripped from our history. And my kids, every single child that I've had at some point in age, I knew it was coming, would say, why don't we have a tradition when they started going to school and their friends were Jewish and their friends were German and everybody would have traditions and birthrights. So I was working at the school and phone calls would come in. I, this is um, Mr. and Mrs. Silverstein. Uh, John Silverstein had a baby. We're giving $10,000. I was like, wait, what? What? People do that? So it was like, I got calls. Somebody got married that was Jewish. Somebody had a baby that was Jewish, a baptism. And people were just like pledging money to them. And I was like, Mm -hmm. the amount of money that ran, that came through my hands. I was like, what? But it was, it was nice to, it it was neat to be able to see inside of a culture that I wasn't familiar with Mm -hmm. because my dad my mom sent my dad for his 50th birthday. I think that was like 12 or 13 years ago, maybe. And his pictures, and I'm not even gonna lie, when he first went, I'm like, I mean, do they have resorts? Like, I'm like, now I'm like, want to go. So, and yeah, like, it was the stunning. pictures he it's, took. It's not what you think it's gonna be. Like, yeah. ju- you know, people think just because they're Israeli, they're super religious, but like, they're not. Like, they're normal, normal, like people there and, um, 
it's just Jerusalem is incredible. That's where I want to go. <laughs> um, you have to go to Tel Aviv as well. Tel Aviv okay. is like, my, it's like Miami. It's That's- the coolest place the commercials there sh- that they show yeah, like it's this crazy crazy place it might be crazier than Miami, i think when we were there um oh my gosh but yeah wow. and it was it was really cool it was um, i feel very lucky i had that had the trip so i feel like yeah. you and mandy you guys are so similar i feel like you got she works in dc she's a, like a lobbyist and advocate and uh-huh. I, I just feel like you guys would get along so you and her have to uh go with my tour guides so <laughs> my husband <laughs> will be like where are you going israel i know you wanted to go but let me just go with them to get my tour guide. yes i would i would go back in a heartbeat that's that's for sure you I know i remember when we were messaging i said to you with how i've always thought of like jewish people and white yes. people that were alanini we see each other. We like, see each other. <laughs> I get you. Like oppression, I get it. Discrimination, I got, I got it. it. Like it's for you know. I I told my parents we're white people with an asterisk. Like you know, like like yes, we are we are white, but like I understand discrimination and oh my god. But like I said, it's it's a different kind because um, I don't think I look super Jewish, which I also hate. That's a microaggression though that I like get so mad about like okay would find out i was jewish they'd find out i was jewish and oh you don't look jewish i'm like i know we all look the same like that's <laughs> I, I i would get like that right, would yeah. always pissed me off because i got that all the time wow and especially for that's the first thing for them to oh, say like immediate thing immediate every time oh you don't look jewish i'm like do we all look the same like, same right you know jewish people can be black and white and hispanic and uh, Turkish and Middle East, like we're Middle Eastern, like you know, everything. Or well, can, everything. I, can I ask you this? When, yeah. when Mandy and I was talking about that, she said that she used to always say, um, wait, what was it that? Oh, she said she hated when somebody told her, oh, you're a white Jew. You're a white Jew. She said, and then when she met black Jewish people, she saw them being treated differently, even in the Jewish community. So then she stopped saying, don't call me a white Jew. She, cause she said, she used to say, there's no difference as far as the, what, um, if a Jew is treated badly, it's not because they're, a. uh, there's no difference in being, there's no level of badness for lack of a better word uh-huh. from being a white Jew to being a black Jew. And then she said, when she met a black Jew, she was like, Oh, I'm not going to say that again because I've seen how they're treated. So have you ever seen that or experienced that? No, no one's ever like, said that part of it to me okay so i don't know that um but i could definitely i'm sure you know that comes back probably to the intersectionality of okay am i black or am i a black jew like what am i getting discriminated for today like that that sort of thing which one which which one are we gonna go for today but but six in one hand half a dozen in the other like yeah yeah like even you know you just quickly touch on with like um even understanding a little bit of the pain of like not knowing your heritage and all of that. Like mm-hmm. my family descendants are from Europe. My relatives were killed in the Holocaust. Like I went to Yad Vashem in Israel, which is the Holocaust Museum. I saw their names. Like just understanding the generational pain and trauma of yes. that. I think I have a small understanding. You know, this is my mom's yes, father. Yes. He he was eighteen. His whole family was murdered and he was sent to America and he's the only living, like, we don't have extended family. Like I had my mom and my uncle and that's it. Like there's, and then his kids, I grew up three cousins. There's no bubble outside of that, you know? So like, there's 
but not to say it's like, oh, feel bad for me or anything. But no, no, it's no, just no, like no. I know what you mean. That's... Understanding of, yeah. yeah, like they say, the generational trauma of it. How, how was <laughs> of, it in your family? How was it? To, and I know, and I hope I don't sound ignorant when I say how was it? Because like for me, I go to the African-American uh, Museum in D.C. And just to go through and know, hey, that could have been somebody that you related to or not to see. So how did in you high feel? School, in high school, when they would play Holocaust videos, I could only watch that and think, is that my uncle? Like, that's wow. literally, that's the way you, and Yad Vashem was, oh my God. That's what I was like, when you see your family's oh, names. Wow. Horrible. I went, I've been to the Holocaust Museum in D.C. as well, okay. um, which was just as, I'd say, traumatic in a sense. But yeah. um yeah, like I was very fascinated, especially when I was younger. I read a lot of World War II oh. and Holocaust books and all of that because of my my grandpa. And like we ignored the fact that he's German. Like I don't have any German traditions. Never okay. learned the okay. language. Don't okay. know anything. Like he came to America and he's like, I'm American. <laughs> like wow. he actually joined the military. My grandpa and then fought against the Germans in America wow. and they used him as like a translator. Like he was on the typewriter and he would translate stuff. And that's, oh, that was what his job was. Oh my gosh. When it's, it's Mandy's dad escaped the, so uh, he was a Russian Jew. But, and so basically all of the Jewishness got stripped from him, she said, but then her mom was Jewish, like mm-hmm. tradition practice. So it's like growing up, you know, like, so that's, that's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm got to connect you guys. Cause you guys just, I, <laughs> I like it, but, but it's just you. Um, I won't hold you any long. I, I feel like I could just like saying, well, what do you think about forever. this? I was, <laughs> well, what do you think about this? I want your thoughts about this. Mm, I didn't think of it that way. So that just means that we're going to have to get together. I tease Mandy and I actually text her and said, listen, I, I can get a rapid test, send you the results. <laughs> <laughs> I wear my mask. We will safely distance and get together. So I feel the same about you. You know, Philly from Maryland is only, I could get there faster than I can get. Well, I mean, it makes sense because Philly's first. That's stupid to say, but faster than I can get home to Jersey, I'll say, because mm-hmm. I live in near Baltimore. So I'm on the north side of Philly. So I'm on the other side of the city, though. Is it, um, how far are you from Drexel? Um, we're just straight north. Okay. Like, just go straight north. Like, if you're thinking Broad Street, just go all the way up Broad oh, Street until okay. you hit the burbs, and then I'm in those suburbs. And then you, oh, okay, okay. I'm going to, one day I'm going to be like, what are you doing? Let's go yes. to brunch, like, six feet apart. Hey, Danielle. No, <laughs> oh, my gosh. This has been so great. Clearly, I told you I had the family, and I'm like, I know what time it's your dinner. You got to go. It's okay because I enjoy talking to you. And actually, it's funny because it got moved from one house to another because it's my friend's birthday. And so her best friend wanted to do a small intimate dinner for her because she's like going through a lot or whatever. So, but like her brother, it it, it probably would have been like 12 of us, but like six people can't come. So it's like, great. (laughs) And so she moved it to her house, which is only like 20 minutes from my house versus possibly 40 Mm-hmm. At my fr- and I'm like, how are you throwing her a surprise party at her own house? Who's taking her out of the house? But now <laughs> it's at the friend's house, so that's great. So that's I enjoyed talking to you so much. You, I, I agree. Oh, I, 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 I had all this knowledge that I finally got to talk about. With I know, listen, and like I said, guys, I've said before, people come on and I'll say you'll hear them again. And that's because I feel like I'm so blessed to do this because I get to talk to people online 
that I talk to anyway, you guys just don't hear that side of the conversation. So you guys will, you will definitely be back. And as soon as we're done, I'm going to be hitting you in the DMs. Yes. <laughs> have me anytime. This is so fun. You are, uh, I think I listened to your podcast with Ono Bravo and she called you the Bravo lawyer. Which I agree. I you know everything. I, <laughs> I, I think that's what I am. But let me tell you, Kendrick from the um, Housewives Marvel podcast, I said, you make me want to make sure I make sure I'm on top of myself. But if I don't know it, I know who I can go to. Kendrick, like we're a legal team or whatever. <laughs> like, so I will let you know when this episode uh, comes out. I'm so excited for people to hear it. Thank you for sharing. Again, thank you for hearing my heart and my DM. And yes, um, I, I'm claiming you as a friend. So I'm like, yep, Kenny, brands are Bravo. My friend. Yep. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Internet friend turn real friend. Yes. And tell your husband, thank you for allowing me to take, and, and your little doggy, let me take you yes, for like two while hours. we were on this, he came home and he took care of the dog. Oh, that was, was like, he was staring at me and my dog girl, so he had to like, be like, can we pause for a second? <laughs> <laughs> so tell, we'll tell your doggy and your husband, thank you so much. I will. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.